Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And uh, sorry, it's been a while since uh, we've... Uh, since I've reached out, connected with everybody, uh, took some time off between uh, pretty much Thanksgiving and uh, well, New Year's here, uh, just because hey, trying to get people booked up, uh, ran into some of that, and I was just busy with the family. I mean, adding adding uh, number two, uh, Cooper and Max now, so uh, they're they're keeping Julie and I uh, on our toes for sure, uh, as well as hanging out with the dogs. But I just want to wish everybody a happy New Year. Uh, and looking forward to making this absolutely the best year ever. Uh, first, like for myself, for my family, of course, uh, but hoping to help out, hey, all you guys. I hope uh, you guys uh, get something out of this. Um, and I want to start off the year uh, just kind of talking uh, a little bit uh, about, again, more some of what I plan on doing this year. Uh, really, what I've been starting to realize is uh, strength and health uh, is that, that my passion. Uh, finished up writing a book last year, uh, putting the final edits on and now having a couple of people read over it for me. Uh, so big thanks to them, everybody that's helped. That is huge for me because I know what I'm putting in the book. I know what I'm writing, but of course it makes sense to me, but I want to make sure it makes sense to everybody else. And this is going to be more of a nutrition book, uh, more of a nutrition primer as my buddy uh, Mark uh, put it. And that's what it's meant to be. Like This isn't meant to be a 300-page book on nutrition. No, this is meant to be I don't know how long it's going to be, 70 pages, but down to the basics. Like, I'm not going to put all these stories in there. No, it's, hey, do you want to know the truth about what it takes to be both strong and healthy? If so, this is really what it's going to be about. Uh, starting off, it's going to be uh, PDF. Uh, you can download it. But I also plan on making a recording of it. And I like to do the recording myself so I can ad lip a little bit, uh, do some author's notes and just kind of go off the cuff. Uh, for whatever speaks to me at the time while I'm reading the book to you guys. Uh, but again, that's what this year is going to be about, strong and healthy. Uh, they're not mutually exclusive. Uh, I think very few people just need that absolute strength. Uh, there's only so many super, super, super strong people in the world. Uh, and I know with my stature, I'm 5'11". Uh, I've been working out and I'm up to like 208, uh, maybe 210. And I can put on some more size, and I plan on it. But for me to go around at 350 and have a chance of winning World's Strongest Man, uh, 
I, I don't expect to do that. So I want to be as strong as I can, but I also want to be as healthy as I can at the weight that I'm at right now uh, and have, have a blast with it. Uh, and trying to set a good example, especially for my boys, uh, so that they can maybe if they want, hey, get into strength athletics. Uh, if not, support them, hey, wherever, <laughs> wherever it takes us. But for the new year, what my plan was is a lot of times people are very hard charging, right? So the new year brings about a million and one different goals. I mean, this is already going out second week of January. Uh, so people have already fallen off a lot of their new year's resolutions, if you will. Uh, but that's the thing. Everybody starts off just so hard charging. And I want to talk a little bit about recovery uh, overall, because if you're going out and you're all of a sudden hitting the gym three days a week, five days a week, seven days a week, uh, or doing whatever it is that you enjoy doing, well, if you haven't built that work capacity up to be able to do that, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, the body has to be able to recover, or you're just going to continue to break it down. You're not going to get better, healthier, fitter, stronger, whatever it is that you're looking for. So I really wanted to touch on that, uh, especially because this has been such a big thing for me. Uh, about a week or week and a half uh, from the time I'm recording this, uh, out from contests that I'm doing, uh, and recovery has been obviously just paramount for me. Uh, if I'm not recovering, I'm not making lifts, I'm not very happy about that. Uh, biggest thing I've learned, I, I've, I know Paul Check talks about this, I believe Charles Poliquin talks about this as well. So if you want to talk, two of the absolute upper echelon uh, strength coaches in the world talk about recovering, and you should be able to add one to 3% onto every workout that you do. So you should be getting one to 3% stronger. Uh, whether that's in a single lift. Um, so if you're doing, just call it 100 pounds, you use your absolute one rep max, well, you should be able to do between 101 and 103 pounds on that next one. Uh, maybe that's for a single, maybe that's for a set of eight, uh, whatever that is, it doesn't matter. You should still be recovering uh, to the same extent. So keep that in mind. Like If you're not getting better each time you do whatever it is that you're doing, whether for me it's, again, getting into strongman, doing lifting, but if you're not getting faster on your running, uh, if you're not being able to do more push-ups or pull-ups or add more weight to the bar, well, something's going on there. Uh, and you really want to take time and explore that so that you can, hey, get, get better, get, get the most out of it, but also feel better and stay injury-free. I mean, that's what a big part of it is for me. Uh, I've had to really be wary, I guess, if you will, of my shoulders, um, especially the left one. I had previous surgery on it, so I do have to go and take the time and do the recovery work to it. So let's dive into even just what is recovery really. I think I've touched on this before, but I don't think it's one of those that you can almost go over too much because, again, recovery is not always understood, but it's also hey, sometimes we just need that reminder that we need to start doing it a little bit more, I guess, too, right? So active rest, active recovery. Uh, what does this mean, first of all? So this is, you're still doing uh, the same activity that you were doing. So for me, it would be lifting. It would be doing strongman events. But I try not, when I'm doing this, to change the intensity. So I try and change the volume. And I want you to understand this because if I really cut back on intensity on something, well, now I'm going to just be getting weaker. But if I cut back on volume, but keep that intensity up, uh, so if I'm deadlifting 
500 pounds uh, for, I'm going for five sets, right? And I'm, I'm working, that's my working weight each time. Well, maybe five sets, I'm dying by the last one. And I'm really not able to go at it the way that I should. So maybe one week I only need to do three sets of that, but I'm still using the same working weight. That would be an example of this, where you're still doing the same intensity, so that same weight, that same uh, all, all out with it, but you're just not going as many reps, as, as much volume. So that's really what I mean by active rest. And I think that's, that's tough for people to swallow. That's a tough pill, uh, almost harder than some of the other ones because, well, you can always do one more set, right? Well, what is that one set gonna get you? If it gets you injured, well, unfortunately, that's, that's really gonna be a setback. But if it just gets you frustrated, if it gets you just fatigued and you can't get ready for your next workout, now it's just leading to overall uh, decline of your fitness, of your health, of your strength, and really not what we're going for. So again, that's, we always wanna keep in mind is, again, changing volume, I'm sorry, excuse me. Yes, changing volume, but not your intensity. Uh, and I think that's, again, sometimes the hardest one to swallow. Some of the easier ones to swallow are passive rest. So this is still doing something actively, but completely different from what it is you normally do. So for me, it would be going for a hike. It would be going for a swim. Uh, just anything that doesn't involve lifting weight. Uh, or it could be, hey, if I'm always training with strongman implements, Maybe it's using just my body weight, right? So something completely different, doing different movement patterns overall. Now, other things that I'm very cognizant of, very aware of, uh, is my working in, and I consider this part of my passive rest. Uh, and again, what is working in? Well, definition of working out is expending energy while you're doing movement. Definition of working in is cultivating and actually gaining more energy uh, while you're doing movement. And this is something I cannot credit enough to Paul Check uh, for teaching me this. Uh, it has been an absolute game changer in my life, in my health, in my strength levels, actually, uh, because now it allows me to recover more between workouts. And again, the more I can recover between workouts, the more I can work out. Uh, the stronger I can get, uh, the more intensity I can use, like this goes on and on. So learning to work in uh, has been critical. And for me, uh, it's using my Tai Chi ruler. I actually don't do it every day anymore. Um, just, I, I don't, I have not been able to build that into my life. Uh, I do it for sure six to seven days a week, uh, just based on how our schedule works now uh, with having two boys. and. I think this will change in a few months once Max's sleeping schedule, uh, I'll say regulates a little bit more, if you will. Uh, but hey, just doesn't, the one morning a week, uh, I can't do it. And I'm okay with that because usually it means that I get to go in with him and hey, maybe take a nap in the chair together and I'm still getting uh, some quality rest and being very mindful uh, and just present with him and enjoying the moment. So it's not necessarily a bad thing either. Uh, but again, the Tai Chi ruler is my favorite form of this. Uh, but this also means that I'm getting outside, uh, which I, I didn't think, I didn't plan on talking about, but just bathing in nature. Uh, I forget the Japanese term for like basically taking a shower bath. Uh, yeah, a shower bath, a forest bath. Uh, and it's just, it's one of the coolest things ever. And I think everybody should be getting 
out in nature, out in the forest, whatever you want to do. Uh, but getting those feet dirty, getting those hands dirty. And it's been uh, the last week. I mean, we were hitting uh, negative five, negative ten on our wind chills. I'm still out every day uh, with the dogs. Uh, one day left the boys at home, but other than that, they're getting bundled up and they're they're staying toasty. Uh, hey, and again, that's what it's about. Is if you dress for the weather, like you can still get out and enjoy it all. Just be smart about it. So. Whatever this looks like for you, uh, passive rest is just something different than your normal activity. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily go crazy with it uh, if you're looking for some recovery. Uh, again, look at yoga, look at anything like that. Just anything you're going to do that's going to be a little bit more restorative to the body, uh, I think is fantastic. Um, and then there's total rest. Now, like I said, I'm actually getting some extra total rest with uh, Max and getting him sleeping on me a little bit more and I get to uh, either take a nap with him or just hey, close my eyes and do a more meditation. Uh, and I would really consider that total rest, but total rest truly is just sleeping. I've been pretty on point with my sleep. Uh, it's been more punctuated uh, with with both boys now. And I think everybody needs to realize that, like, hey, if you have young kids, they're probably gonna be up a little bit. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm sleeping less. It just means my sleep periods are a little bit different. Uh, so I, I work around that, but I'm still feeling pretty well recovered, pretty well energized. So uh, my strength numbers are all going up, about one to three percent with each each uh, workout, each each time I hit the hit the gym. So I I'm really not concerned about that at all. Uh, so again, when it comes to the three types of rest, I mean, there you go. You have your active rest, your passive rest, and your total rest, and don't skip on any of them. Uh, each there are three different types of rest for reason. I think that's another way to look at it. It's like, hey, you don't want to just go and get more sleep. I mean, that's probably not going to be a bad thing, but do some other types of movement. I think that might even aid in your sleep. That might aid uh, for just mental recovery, physical recovery. So don't don't skip out. Like, hey, if you want to live a strong, healthy, happy life, like do all that you can to get there. Don't take any shortcuts. Don't just skip out on things because it's going to be more, more work. I mean, all this is going to be more work. So really do your best to put it all in and get the most out of it. All right. So the next thing that I want to touch on a little bit, uh, is in the form of, uh, body work. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because there's so many different types of body work that you can do. And there's never going to be a wrong one. Uh, that's almost too simplistic to think, but anyone that you're doing is going to be right for you at the time. Like you have to start somewhere and it might not be the most ideal one that you're, that you've started, that you found, but it's a start in the right direction. It's better than not doing any. And I want to start talking about like just self body work because this is the easiest place any of us can start. And for three bucks, you can get a lacrosse ball, uh, and pretty much start doing anything that you need. You have that, and I like uh, actually an empty Pellegrino bottle to use kind of as a foam roller, because uh, I really just use that for my, basically just calves and quads. It's the only place that I'll use that. Uh, maybe my lats too. Everything else, lacrosse ball works perfectly for. Uh, double lacrosse ball is nice to have. Uh, it's how it mobilize the spine, um, but you can just have two lacrosse balls, put them in a sock and kind of accomplish that, take them in and out as you need. So there's so much that you can do here. And the reason for this is none of us moves perfectly, right? So as you're getting into 
new exercise routines, whatever that looks like, there's going to be movement patterns that come up that are just somewhat dysfunctional. And really the easiest way to work on this is anything that you feel that's sore, that's tight, that's stiff. I mean, dig in there a little bit. Uh, Now that's not maybe the most scientific approach to it, but it's going to be the simplest thing. You're probably not going to screw a whole lot up if you just, hey, if there's things that are tight, if there are things, things that are sore, doing that, you're probably going to be okay for the most part. Now, is that going to get you to the absolute peak of where you need to be? Uh, is that going to get you to a lot of high-level functioning? Probably not. You're, you're probably going to need uh, a professional, like I'm going to go with physical therapist because that's what I am, but there are so many massage therapists of all sorts, uh, just any bodywork practitioner in general, any chiropractor, they're going to be looking hopefully at the body as a whole and just just from looking at posture they can probably tell you what's short and tight uh that you need to really just get in there and lengthen out uh that's that's the simplistic version of it is anything that's short and tight anything that doesn't have the proper range of motion that tissue needs to be mobilized that tissue needs to be stretched that whatever that looks like uh and i'm Stretching is a whole nother ball game, right? Stretching is fantastic. I'm not going to go away from stretching uh, by any means. The one thing I'm going to always tell people about stretching is similar to just even the self-body work is you need to know still when a muscle is short and tight versus a muscle feels taut. I can make any muscle taut if I put it under enough stretch. Uh, The classic example is the hamstrings. So uh, I'm gonna keep this very simple. Somebody's laying flat on their back. I lift their leg up, uh, keeping the knee straight, uh, and the hip is at 90 degrees. So basically the leg is pointing straight up and down uh, while they're flat on their back. And there's not a whole lot of other movement. Let's just keep it simple here. Well, they say, oh yeah, feels tight. That's not tight, that's taut. I've gotten through a normal, functional, full range of motion of that hamstring. Now, maybe for somebody who's a gymnast, into gymnastics, they're a gymnast. Well, they're gonna need more motion of the hamstring than that. But for your average everyday, hey, you know what, I wanna feel good. Or for even somebody uh, in strength athletics, like you don't necessarily want much more than that because you still have to stabilize through that range of motion. And that's the big thing. Somebody has, if somebody has short, tight hamstrings, a lot of times that's because they can't properly stabilize. Now, I'm not gonna get into this too much more right now. However, stretching can be really nice because it can be just another nice way to get an elongation of tissues, try and get a relaxation of tissues, try and get some more blood flow into these tissues. and. What we're really, really focusing on here over and over is just that pumping of the muscles, pumping of the joints, not letting them be bound down all the time so that they really are able to recover. Uh, that's, that's what this all comes down to. That's what any, any form of body work comes down to is you want that added recovery. So this takes up another step is recovery in the form of body work should not be something that you are drastically wiped out from. 
there still is going to be a recovery from your recovery, if you will, in this standpoint. Uh, and, and you still do have to recover from that bodywork session, uh, again, of any sort that it was. The body still has to adapt to that. But the, and this is a lot of times like soft tissue work, should not be so intense that it leaves you very sore afterwards uh, that you really have to like, oh man, like having trouble moving, having trouble just functioning uh, as well as you did. You, you should leave that session and maybe be, okay, a little bit like, oh, wow, like this feels different, but not so much that it will limit your ability to move properly. Uh, I, I think that's probably the best way to look about it because it should enhance all of these movement qualities. Uh, and, and like I said, there still will be somewhat of a recovery aspect to it. You'll still need to make sure that you're hydrating, that you're still getting proper uh, complete rest, total rest uh, in the form of sleep uh, and then nutrition that we're going to talk about in a second. So that's, that's what you want to think about when you're doing all of these forms of recovery uh, is that you're still able to recover from them. So if it's, again, taking a lacrosse ball, and for me, uh, I know that actually after this, I'm going to be digging into my shoulder a little bit, like the scapula, everything. I'm not going to do that for a half hour because if I do that for a half hour, well, first of all, I'm probably going to be crying. Uh, second of all, I'm going to still have to recover from that. And I know based on my training patterns, based on everything, I probably could recover from that right now. But if I did that day in and day out, I will not recover from that. So where I wanted to take this was, this is just like working in versus working out. You have to be able to recover from that. Uh, if it's so much so that, hey, I worked out yesterday, I won't be able to work out tomorrow because of it. Well, now you just limited your ability to recover rather than enhanced it. So you, you didn't really get what you were looking for, uh, especially when something is meant to be uh, for recovery. So that's what I always want you to keep in mind. Everything that you're doing should really be about enhancing uh, that movement quality. All right, and now let's finish with uh, talk about nutrition. Uh, nutrition, obviously, for recovery in particular. Uh, first thing that I want to talk about is that it's not all about protein. Uh, protein is incredibly important, and I'm never going to go away from that. Uh, I just, I always get the feeling people just overdo protein. Uh, I, I, I don't have hard, fast evidence to back this up. I know I've seen some people or, or, and or heard them talk about like, oh, well, the, the protein sparing effects of certain types of diets and this and that. And I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to give you really what I've experienced. And for me, it's, I, I really have to go by feel on this. Uh, I, I wish I had a better answer than that, but I think each of us has to learn how we eat and how we recover uh, through that nutrition. So I think a big part of that might be through a, tra a training cycle for yourself, whether it be maybe two weeks, maybe a month, eat a certain amount of protein. Pick, uh, I don't know, 100 grams of protein a day, right? And then do 150 for a couple weeks and then do 200 grams of protein for a couple weeks and really just see how that changes. See how your recovery feels. Uh, I think that's almost the easiest way to go because protein is one of those, like, I, I just think you don't have to overdo. Uh, I think it's almost easier to go with 
the carbs go with the fat. Uh, they just seem to be easier on the body a lot of times to me. Um, and I think they get overlooked from the recovery standpoint. And that's why I wanted a quick touch on this because fats are incredibly important for uh, regulating just your sex hormones, right? Uh, like you're going to have to have enough, especially saturated fat, uh, to produce your testosterone, produce, uh, and really ad nauseum, like you, you look at all the sex hormones and they're all linked to, uh, at least some ingestion of fat and is particularly saturated fat. So that's going to be an important play when it comes to this. Like you can't overlook, uh, and just not be taking in your fats. Uh, but again, fat isn't the only part when it comes to recovery. Uh, that's going to be a small part, but the other part is going to be carbohydrates. So carbohydrates actually, I mean, really help fill up the muscles uh, with that glycogen, help you, and again, there are a lot of people like uh, ketosis going into that. I still don't think that's the ultimate way. I think like going maybe with higher bouts of carbohydrate, lower bouts of carbohydrate, uh, cycling all of these is really probably going to be the way to go. Uh, so I want you to think about that with your recovery too. There are multiple types of macronutrients. Each of them has beautiful benefits uh, when it comes to that. So going too low on carbohydrates can help raise your cortisol levels then as well. Uh, so, well, that's, that's probably not going to be the best thing. Uh, if, you're, if your cortisol levels start going out, now you're going to put more stress on the adrenals. Uh, you're going to need probably some more fat, some more salt to combat that. I mean, you see, there's this never-ending cycle, and that's what the body's all about, is trying to bring it uh, into homeostasis, but you want to go and put it through very stressful uh, events and then let it recover from those stressful events. Go into a stressful event, let it recover from a stressful event. The important part is recovering and getting a little bit better, a little bit stronger uh, with each successive bout of that stress. Uh, so if you overdo it, overdo it, overdo it, and never recover from that, again, that's where injury, illness, breakdown uh, begin to happen. So that's really my take on just the macronutrients is play around with it, uh, but don't solely, no, don't solely focus on the protein. Understand that the carbohydrates, the fats are all going to be beneficial when it comes to your recovery, uh, and that's going to be completely individualized. Uh, there, there's no way to give me to give such a broad statement here. Uh, I could go into more specifics, especially on sport. On that, that's not what this is about. This is about uh, starting off the new year and recognizing that people are going to be very hard charging, uh, and that there are multiple aspects to that hard charging that they have to take into account. The harder that you go in workouts, in exercise, in movement, the harder you're going to have to go in your recovery and making sure that that is absolutely dialed in. Now, my other two favorite things, and uh, just because there is some overlap, um, adaptogens and mushrooms. And I say favorite things because of the recovery aspect and the recovery of uh, the adrenal systems. Um, adaptogens, I, I just am a big fan of. Uh, like The way that they help the body handle uh, and deal with stressors uh, is, is just awesome to see. Uh, I really love... Uh, a couple different ones. I mean, I'm a big fan uh, of tribulus. Uh, I'm a big fan of maca. Uh, those would probably be my two non-mushroom 
uh, ones that I like. I like rhodiola to an extent uh, that I've used personally. But I mean, if you look uh, the book Adaptogens by David Winston, uh, this to me was the most eye-opening uh, thing that I could have read for this because it really gave me that insight enough that I needed uh, to get into it and really actually gives you a whole lot of working knowledge that you can use uh, to apply immediately. I mean, every single chapter is you're going to get something to take away from. So that's that. Uh, but adaptogens now, from the mushroom standpoint, uh, chaga is still my favorite mushroom to use. Uh, I love chaga. I feel that my recovery with that is second to none. Uh, really, it just it's amazing. Uh, I've been dabbling some more with some reishi. Uh, next, I want to get into uh, some lion's mane. Uh, again, I, I don't think there's any one that's right or wrong. It's the same thing. Experiment. See what your body needs at the time. Uh, for right now, clearly my body is is in need of that chaga. So I'm going to continue to uh, give give it the, uh, give it what it needs. Right. Uh, listen to my body. If if something changes, uh, and I'm sure things will change. Like I use chaga last winter, uh, winter time again right now. Uh, I didn't really use it much in the summertime. I didn't feel like I needed it. My body's under a different stress. Uh, the the dark, the light, uh, the just the seasons are different. So I I recognize that there are going to be differences for me with that, and I want to take all of those things into account. So that's the simplistic version of this. Uh, what I encourage you to try right now is if you've not tried any active rest previously, try when try, try some active rest. So quick review on everything. Active rest, doing the same intensity, just less volume. Uh, passive rest. Passive rest is really just doing anything different than your normal activity. If you normally swim, go for a bike ride. If you normally bike ride, go lift weights. If you normally lift weights, go do yoga. If you normally go do yoga, go compete in strongman, uh, whatever this is. So that, that's more the passive rest. Total rest, get some sleep, kick back, relax, take, take a nap with a baby laying on you. Uh, that's, that's my personal favorite. Um, but to kick back with your dogs, your family, like get some true total rest, let your body recover. Uh, do this out in the sunshine, even get your feet dirty doing it. It's, it's all good. Uh, then we got into some soft tissue work. Uh, again, soft tissue, uh, there's not necessarily a right or a wrong. There is a wrong one when it comes to this, but start it. Do it. Same thing uh, as when you're doing your exercise program. Don't overdo it uh, because you can still beat the body up a little bit more. Uh, and with this too, like I said, learn to feel your body. Learn to feel what's tight. If you do something and it has a positive effect, you can come back to that and, and take notes, learn from it. Uh, and then finally, again, it was it was a quick talk on nutrition, but it, it's not meant to be a lot. This is meant to be, again, quick snippets that you can take home right now. Uh, nutrition, when it comes to your recovery, take note that it's not all about protein. See how you feel doing a little bit more carbs. See how you feel doing a little bit more fat. See how you feel doing a little bit less protein. Uh, see if you're recovering. If you're not, well, don't, don't change that or change the type of protein that you're eating. I mean, there's so many factors, and that's what I want to expose you to here is Think about all the different things that you can do, all the different changes that you can make. Uh, and finally, uh, my, my biggies have been the adaptogens, uh, adaptogenic herbs, and uh, especially the mushrooms. Um, looking to actually get a few mushroom experts on the show uh, in the next couple of weeks. 
uh, that I'm really excited about because I think that's going to be something we can dive into even a little bit more. But there it is, a uh, little bit of a Happy New Year show. Uh, I hope this helps get everybody recovering the new year as they set off on all their ambitious goals. And I hope I can talk to a few of you now. Uh, share share some of your goals uh, with everybody, but also share some of your goals with us uh, come December and Hopefully you've already achieved some of them uh, and or are well on your way to doing so. So thank you very much and we'll, uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free. So thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. So thank you. Mm-hmm.